Hey, I'm Justin. This is Chaz. Join us as we look back together, but learn to stay present. Come with us as we rise up with hope on the horizon. This is the podcast of Extraordinary Millennial Gentlemen. Seabass said he's going to cover your tip. <laughs> if that man Seabass. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> okay, wait. What's your code name for real, though? Bob Barker. Bob. I hate that Bob Barker. Bob. Seabass. <laughs> Seabass was just telling me about that very movie you watched recently, right? That's right. Uh, a few days ago, it was classic. A lot nice. of uh, a lot of deep, deep gut laughs. You know, mm. a lot of years of nostalgia coming forth with the tears. It was great. Yes, yes. Why don't you have a bite of burger and tell us all about it? <laughs> Pills are good. Pills are good. Oh man. Pills. There you go. We're Harry. I took care of it. <laughs> I thought it was just a quiet a nice, bird. That's right. Casual way to start out. Some baseball cards. <laughs> We're back for another codename Seabass. Good friend of mine. Uh, acquaintance of Chaz's as well. Going back many moons. Yeah. Many much moons. Many Mooney Janes ago. Many Mooney Janes. Wow. That's true. Everybody out there, full disclaimer, there may be a lot of inside jokes that get thrown around here, um, but uh, I guess you just had to have been there. I don't know. Nope. Um, makes me think of that episode of The Office when Michael's like, yeah, I love inside jokes. Love to be part of, part of one someday. Um, <laughs> it's probably what the audience will be thinking today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but... We continue on with uh, talking to some of our friends and acquaintances, uh, fellow members of society who had unique perspectives. And so, Seabass, I have to start with this first question. And I'll try not to laugh (laughs) when I say Seabass, codenamed Seabass. I like to ask people to just tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you grew up. All right. Uh... Well, I'm from all over. My dad was in the army. And so I grew up overseas a lot. And also, uh, so Oconus and Conus, so continental United States and overseas. Uh, Germany, Kansas, California. Currently, I'm back east. Uh, what else do you want to know? No, that's all over. <laughs> yeah, all over. Kansas, Germany, California. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> the Rocky so, Mountains would be a little more rockier than this. That's right. <laughs> You've seen a lot of Rocky Mountains. Uh, I want to know then how you developed your sense of humor. Because, Seabass, you and Chaz and I have a kind of similar sense of humor. We find many of the same things funny. But yeah. I'm wondering from your background, how do you think that kind of developed? Well, first off, it's going to start with my father. Uh, mm. He has a unique sense of humor. Uh, like somewhat dry, stereotypical yeah. military type of nah, humor? Yeah, like he'll joke with you. He'll make fun of you. 
not not to where your feelings would be hurt necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he'll definitely point out something dumb you've done, or <laughs> and laugh yeah. about it, and yeah. laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, or just silly jokes, you know. For example, I recall this distinctly. Uh, we were we were wrestling. I think I was at fourteen or fifteen. And I'm like, come on, old man, let's do this. And he's like, whatever, you know, young puck. I'll, I'll tell you how it's going on. So. So we were wrestling, I, I, was, I was winning, and I said, ah, I bet you can't catch me. I'm faster than you. I was running away. He picked up a rock. He said he can't have on this rock. <laughs> and he threw the rock at me. <laughs> and he hit me. So that's my dad's sense of humor. Like, you can outrun me. You can outrun this rock. Right? Oh. <laughs> oh, like yeah. it. He would not be outdone. Oh, that's that, good. That, so yeah, so so my sense of humor originated from my father, my father's side of the family. Uh, they're jokesters. They're jokesters. Um, Do they play pranks on you? Absolutely, and it's okay. expected that that's their culture of initiation. Nice. Right? Okay. And so again, big sense of humor. You can't take things too seriously. Nothing's intended with malice. Right. That uh, sounds a lot like Chaz's family. Um, yeah, I was going to say, my family's, side. my family's yeah. sounding like they would have done really well in the military. <laughs> like, <laughs> like nobody has really gone, not not to say they shouldn't have, um, or anything, but uh, yeah, man, they, they just right in. So I guess, I guess my grandpa, he was, he was yes. a, uh, he was on a aircraft carrier uh, in the boiler rooms. Um, so I guess, you know, he did serve for, for a part, part of his life. Maybe that's I where that recall, comes from. I wonder. Yeah. I can recall, Chaz, your family, one of the first times I met some of your extended family, yeah. them referring to me as Chad, um, oh, which yeah. I think still stands. I think some of your aunts, <laughs> uncles. Yeah, they'll still may, refer to you may, as Chad. Yeah, may see me and say, hey, Chad, which I don't think I've seen them in like 12 years plus. Right. But first reference, they'd be like, Chad, what's going on? Which is not my name. Right. It's okay. It's oh, okay. man. I look yeah. like a Chad. Uh, so another question then. So we talked about sense of humor. So what about in your current state of things, Seabass? What about your values now? I know. It's. I told you. It's, 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 I can see you right now with the trucker hat on, ordering some boiler makers, codename Seabass. No, but – on a serious note, or on not serious, however you want to answer it, but what values do you have, and how do you think your childhood kind of formed those? Mm, excellent question. I would say duty, right? Growing up mm-hmm. in the military family, yeah. What you did, uh, also a member of a religious organization that instilled values as well, right? Uh, Military, church, through my youth, and then being part of Boy Scouts as well. Hey, there you go. Rest in peace, Boy Scouts. Right. Enjoy bankruptcy. No comment. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you, uh, go go all the way up to Eagle, Chris, with Boy Scouts? I did. I did. So you, you too, Justin, or you as well? Oh no. Oh no. I was for life. 
That's all I got. You know, my, my, my parents at the time, um, there were zero social pressures in that effort. And my parents, I, it wasn't my dad. I I think that was really it. My, my dad was like, Hey, whatever you want to do, that's fine. And my mom was thrown out. Like, if you don't get this accomplishment done, you're not going to get a license. And I was like, Oh, Oh, Okay. And then my dad's like, hey, we got you a car. It's a beater. I'm like, oh, hey, I guess I can get my license. <laughs> so I don't know if they talked a lot about that kind of hold, hold firm yeah. to, to the, uh, the expectation there. Um, but I think that's an accomplishment. I really do. Um, we come from, a, I think, a culture, the three of us, that it's like, oh, yeah, it's just a rite of passage. Um, but as I've grown up in society, it's, it's a big deal. It's not a small thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen that as well as, as people are like, Oh, you, you go, you go scout. That's, it's kind of, it's more of a big deal on community than I think are, you know, what we maybe grew up with, uh, mm-hmm. blend it to, to be in it's, it's a dying breed. Um, oh, it's for, definitely for dying. Way, way other, you know, you, more reasons that like, I can't remember the statistic, but Oh, it's very low of how many actually get to Eagle out of how many are registered. It's, it's yeah. a very, very low percent. So well, um, I'm happy to help ski those numbers for you guys. Well done. <laughs> you make us look good. Thanks so, for being that yeah. outlier there, man. <laughs> I'm just bringing the curve. I'm, I'm helping the peaks. Yes. I'm the valley that helps the peaks. Um, You're pushing the mountain. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm keeping Holding you guys high up on the mountain. How's the air up there? Um, so duty. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Uh, yeah. in your in your background what about interest do you have interest so if duty is a major mm. value you got to have some way to kind of decompress maybe mm. and yeah, and like re-energize. refresh reset yep. yes so what are some of those things you do for that uh, go rock climbing um, Ooh. volunteer EMT so I don't know if that really de-stresses, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> run away from the duty. I like a stress-free environment where I'm a well, emergency actually, responder. I mean, it, it does take the stress levels down a few notches because right, you can wow. do what you can do because you're there, right? You help someone, you're their best friend for about half an hour. Yeah. And then yeah. it's over. Then you wash, rinse, mm. repeat. And uh, interesting. Fire fire station's great. Bunch of Great guys and gals, uh, mm. their own sense of humor, a unique sense of humor. <laughs> it's not somewhat morbid. Um, Do they throw rocks at you? <laughs> no, only only sharp jabs of words, sir. Oh, there you go. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Right. Very witty. You have to have a thick skin there. <laughs> uh, so I say, yeah, that's distressing um, mm. because because you can see how you you impact society. It's very tangible, right? Mm. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the work I do is uh, abstract or there's a lot of moving pieces and you're just one yeah. part of that process. Yeah. And so in EMT, it's right there. Someone's bleeding, you help them. Car wreck, Got you help it. them. Right? It's just boom, done. Mm. And Does that makes sense? Yeah. Is it, is it, does it also tie in, uh, just kind of thinking through this, to be a little bit, uh, you know, maybe your day job's more, sedentary where it's it's more brain-based right and uh and then that gets you out physically moving like stuff you can actually do with your your body to help 
protect and serve and help others? Uh, I'd say usually my day job sedentary. Usually, uh, mm. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, the grunts. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's my sedentary spirit crying out. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> No, that's a good point. I mean, you are out. I mean, you have to act, right? You have to take action. You have to make decisions either as the lead or even as part of the crew, right? If mm-hmm. you just sit in the back, what good are you, right? Mm-hmm. You're useless. So you're right. No, that's a good point. You, you have to be involved and it forces you to make decisions. Whereas I think most of our day-to-day jobs, we yeah. sit back and let the process unfold, right? Yeah. yeah you can get kind of trapped in that hamster wheel of, well, I'm doing my doing my thing and then clock out, you know, right. At least, at least right. I feel so, that way sometimes. Chaz, I don't remember <laughs> if this was a book you referred me to, but at some point I remember reading a book on kind of organization, how to approach getting things done mm. from a work yeah. standpoint. And it talks so much about knowledge work, mm-hmm. how the work most of us do, unless we're literally fighting fires, you know, responding to medical emergencies, like Seabass is trying uh, to convey or the you know you're literally building roads and bridges yeah, uh, yeah. metaphorically everything else is just knowledge work it's processes workflows yep. it's abstract is that resonating is that familiar is that something you've read up on uh yeah yeah it's getting things done right uh i can't remember alan yes. something alan yeah that book. yeah that sounds right yeah yeah, I, I think he makes some, I think you're both making good points here, right? It's, that's just the way industry has gone, right? If you're not there mm-hmm. pulling the switches and the levers on the assembly line, uh, you know, it's morphed into call this person, document this, build this report. Keystrokes. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Mouse you, clicks. It's something you have to do with a computer and you have to use your brain to piece all that together. So, so uh, I am in, interested, Chris, I used to be uh, big into rock climbing, back in high school. I haven't done it much since, uh, other than a few like youth activities here and there. Um, so are you got areas around you? Are you into like the outdoor style, uh, go into like a climbing gym, uh, bouldering, like all of the above? What's your, what's your flavor there with rock climbing? Mm, the indoor gym is just to keep your skills on, I think mm. uh, you've been climbing. So they're outdoor climbing, outdoor climbing are almost two distinct sports. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd say so. Uh, same gear, same knowledge base, but very different application. Uh, so for this last year, I've only been doing mainly indoor and mm-hmm. uh, my goal is to find a, you know, a climbing buddy who climbs outdoors. So <laughs> gotcha. uh, there are a lot of groups around here, but they tend to be more the granola flavor. Uh, um and 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 that's fine but it's definitely a sub it's definitely a subculture oh yeah got it and and you have to be willing to dedicate yourself to that subculture right like climb every week you know we Mm, have a group time Mm -hmm. and you're and you're part of the group and i just due to my lifestyle i just can't commit to say hey i'm going to be there every saturday at five yeah right Right? i can show up one saturday maybe but uh gotcha yeah yeah more more uh, Whatever. Well, you also don't own a Subaru wagon, do you? No, negative, buddy. Negative. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah. to go with the stereotypes, everybody. Uh, right. It's an inside joke. I'm telling you. Is that not an inside joke I'm referring to? It is. It is. Subaru, yes. liberal. Yes. <laughs> yes. For babies. Hey, we love everybody. Oh, <laughs> we do. We do. 
Yeah. We live all those no, creatures, great and small. That's right. But no, that's. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting observation, though, that within climbing, there's a subculture that you're in that social circle and therefore you have a bunch of those resources or you just don't. And if, mm-hmm. but there's other ways, like you said, you know, find a, a partner you can go with and you can get some of those outdoor, outdoor sessions in. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Interesting. No, to, to answer Chad's question. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So indoor climbing, but there are a lot of places in this area in the vicinity within an hour two, three hours drive, mm-hmm. do a lot of outdoor climbing. But because this area is very uh, population dense, yeah, uh, you have a lot of weekend warriors, which mm. I throw myself in that category now, sadly. Yeah. Right. Let's go yeah. hit the rocks. Well, not granola. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Let's go, let's go hit the rocks for <laughs> a half Saturday afternoon. Well, you're in line with 20 other people to hit like the five routes that are uh, anchored in. Yeah. Huh. So you then can it wait starts in line. to feel, yeah. Or it and then, to sound and then you a have greasy bit like holes. Disney World. Right, right. At some, some <laughs> points it is. And then you have the people who don't know what they're doing, but they think it's cool, right? Because they do it for their Facebook or their Instagram or Twitter, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I'm rock climbing gotcha. this weekend. And you're not really, they're not really rock climbing. They bought all the gear, but they're not climbing. They're just they're there for the shot. Right. So so you have that end of the spectrum. Then you have the other end where the hardcore granola people who've been climbing for 50 years. Yeah. You know, they created the roots, yeah. you know. And uh, <laughs> and there's people like me just in the middle just trying to do their thing <laughs> yeah you say you're somewhere in between you still have your fingernails um and you don't like to wait in lines got it right somewhere in that spectrum right yeah yeah i can see that uh uh i am thinking back some of the earlier things and and kind of the work piece conversation we had it it sounds like there, there may be something here uh, in this question, but uh, just kind of thinking through like a, a major life lesson or lessons learned. Uh, and, you know, maybe that was a, a spin of a negative to a positive situation, or if there's just something that, that you feel you've learned, a, a big lesson learned in life, uh, you know, from your perspective, that you might share with us, the audience. Um, could be work, personal, wherever. I think most of us, I know I've got some major lessons I've learned in my life. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'd say my divorce. Okay. Uh, I, I would classify that. Yeah, a was, uh, <laughs> yeah. You went right <laughs> out there. there. Uh, hey, that's right. That's right. Um, I would say just learning how to pick yourself up after a failure mm. and then recognizing that after you do all you can, you can still lose the fight. And that was a tough lesson to learn. Yeah. That if you do everything in your power, everything you know how, and you after giving it your all, you can still lose. Right. Right. Um, And you don't. So go to granola at that low point. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, So I would say that's the failure I've learned from the most. Um, I definitely have more empathy for people. Yeah. (laughs) And on some levels, on some levels. but people going through a hard time in their personal life, I can relate. Mm-hmm. I might not agree with why they're going through a tough time. Yeah. And, I can, and I can point out the reasons why they've mm-hmm. reached this point in their life. But I can empathize with them. And, and maybe I don't know everything that's going on. I might see the tip of the iceberg, which will happen to me. People thought the tip of the iceberg. They had no idea what was happening 
behind the scenes. And so uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I say I have more empathy. Right. Um, and more hope. Uh, people definitely reach out. There's still good in the world. And uh, I think it, it helped me realize to be more positive force. Yeah. You know, my, I've not had personal experience, you know, with any of that, but um, as an outsider, having uh, a couple of sisters go through that, that, you know, um, you know, kind of from that perspective, it, it definitely opened up my eyes as well to, to just like, I mean, there, there's always more going on things that I would never know uh, mm. to really understand the full extent. But I think along those same lines, it's like to be way more, you know, accepting, supportive um, of the people in those situations. You know, I think maybe before that, uh, and not saying everybody's like this, but, you know, maybe too quick to, to throw that in a, you know, that failure category, like, oh, like, how could they let that happen type of thing? Or just, you know, just a very generic, mm-hmm. not understanding type of, oh, that's over here in the, the bad category, but to, to see it happen through some families, uh, you know, and I've, I've seen other extended family as well to really, I think you hit on it. Just, just to be very empathetic for them, even though I don't know what they're going through. That's, it's a lot. And that's gonna, I think, affect them for, I mean, it's a big change point in their life and the direction they choose to go from there um, and, and where they turn. Um, you know, I've seen that just be huge, huge thing. And, and so, yeah, is there, I don't know, is there any advice you'd give for anybody out there like going through that besides the, the empathy piece? Like where, where'd you turn? Is that where you started getting back into rock climbing to kind of and, and mm. turn to the EMT? Uh, uh, well, uh, definitely when I started doing EMT again. Okay. Uh, I was already certified and then Interesting. I thought I, I can stay home and wall in my misery, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and find various coping mechanisms or or I can go do something. So I started uh, at the local station. Um, I was mm-hmm. useless. I was completely useless. But, <laughs> but, but, but I forced myself to get out and do something, something yeah. positive. Uh, I started attending church more regularly, um, at least being an active participant, right? And I just sit yeah. in the back waiting yeah. to leave uh, as soon as it was over. Uh, so I decided just to go do something, right? Just be positive and, and to embrace everything positive around you, right? I mean, you have enough negativity in your own life that you're probably creating mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so to reach out and not be afraid to reach out. Uh, most people have a support system. You don't have to dust it off and it might be a little rusty, mm-hmm. but uh, most people have a support system, either through work, friends, family, church group, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so to reach out. And I think that's a big step for a lot of people when they're going through something traumatic is mm-hmm. to reach out. Because uh, most of us, we think we have our stuff together. We think we're good to go. And then life hits you in the face and you realize you don't have things taken care of. <laughs> yeah. And I think you realize that a lot of people are in the yeah. same boat has their own struggles right no one no one makes it through this life untarnished um, right so to, be, to reach out and not be afraid of that no thanks i, I think that's great i love that i think that's go ahead chas no i was saying if, if anybody's out there i'd say community like who's who's your community turn turn to those people like 
like CBAS is, is recommending here um, to, I think you'd be surprised, like, like he's saying, how much hope and how much support people will be willing to pour in and help you. Like I've seen, you know, for some of those examples, like um, I've had sisters have to help each other in ways for hours, you know, helping with, with kids because of certain scenarios um, for years, like, like to kind of have that, that selflessness to, to aid in, in it, you know, as a very physical thing, you know, to give them some time and, and space and, and whatever they needed, as well as things I've seen, you know, other family members do. Um, and that's just great to see that people have that in their heart to, to open up and, and assist. So, yeah. What are you going to say, Joseph? Yeah. And it, and it sounds like your, your advice getting through that and those low points is to be that person, right? Uh, reflect that. Don't reflect the crisis and the craziness and the suffering as much as the positive. So I liked what you said as well. Um, when you mentioned, you know, seek out those sources of positivity and kind of pull those in, absorb those, right? Because mm -hmm. the natural state when you're at that low point is chaos, misery, um, disorder. And when you tie in a lot of mo emotional pain with that, it is, yeah, it's excruciating. You can fully respond to that type of, that type of trauma um, and chain life. And so combating that with positivity, but I've got to ask it like a follow-up then would be, did you find, how long did you kind of feel yourself not being on that positive side of things? You know, I think most people feel like they can just choose to be happy and just, just deal with mm -hmm. it. Um, so how, how, how long did you feel like you were kind of absorbing and using that support system and getting that positivity before you really had that positivity and empathy for others? Well, it was a while. Um, I mean, even to this day, oh, is it a later, process? I, still, I don't know. I, it, it, I think it's definitely a process. Um, I think it's dependent, dependent upon the individual and their personality, their circumstances. I turned myself a strong individual, but I wasn't strong enough for that. Gotcha. Uh, and so, so there's yeah. some days I still think, man, I'm a failure. I totally messed up. And then those days I still reach out to people or some, some positive thing to remind myself that life is good. There's still good out there. It's not all dark and nasty. Um, and those days are fewer and fewer. They still occur. Yeah. Still days of self-doubt, wondering. Uh, but definitely in the beginning. Uh, Come on, you're not perfect yet. I'm working on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, but definitely in the beginning. Uh, constant struggle, constant darkness. I'm going to use an analogy. Um, yeah, constant darkness. Uh, Trying to make the world right again, you know, and, and it's difficult. It. And it's difficult because in your world, right, if your world's all apart, and yet the life moves on, the world keeps spinning. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own problems, their own crisis, their own triumphs, and so it's very difficult when your world collapses to look around and see other people 
keep on trucking, right? They're still moving along, still getting married, having babies, having jobs, having crisis yep. of their own. Uh, so that, that can be a double-edged sword that can inspire hope that, hey, you're just a small, small little thing in this world. And it's going to be okay. Or the other end would be, wow, nobody really cares about me because they have their own stuff going on. Hmm. So, so it's also important. Anger. Right, right. Yeah. It's also important Who's when you that? see someone. So to, to circle back to what we said previously, when, when, when you're the one hurting, for whatever reason, if, if you're in a place through that pain, or if you're not, if you're in a good place in your life, to be aware, be cognizant of those who might be hurting and suffering. Um, because they do need a positive you know, something in their life yeah, at that moment. That's great. Be a positive, not even for your own benefit, be that for others initially and you'll find the benefit, you know, right. That's yeah. No, that's great. I like it. Hey, can I switch times. gears? Oh, yeah, oh no, ahead. no, I can't. Yeah. No, oh, no, oh. no, no. <laughs> you were, you were getting the shovel and you're like, I hit something, but I'm going to keep digging. <laughs> Keep digging, brother. Now, there are many times uh, where, you know, you wonder, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. I can't go on. The world is fine without me, whatever. I'll never be happy again. Life will never be normal again. Lowest of the low. And, and people reach out. Again, people do. And it's the weirdest, smallest things. Um, the hello, how are you doing? someone lets you in in traffic, like the dumbest little things. Like just make your day because you're looking for it. You're seeking mm. for it, right? You're seeking yeah. for something good in the world. Things that now, sadly, I take for granted, right? Because my life is better. I'm more normal. Sure. Uh, I, I used to seek and crave for any type of kindness, any positive validation, that, that things were normal, the world was okay, that I was okay, that I was okay being who I am with my current state of affairs. Uh, so those small little things, uh, they just normalize you. They make you feel like you're part of the world again. So there you go. That's my plug. Oh, that's I beautiful. Love, yeah, I like it. I think, I I'm think glad it, I shut up and let you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it uh, it brings a lot of context because... I think those maybe even giving those small things, they're like, oh, I'm just going to let this person in. I'm going to say hi to this guy. You know, these very small things that they may, you know, they could, uh, on the flip side, they could be like, yeah, these are meaningless. Maybe I'll stop doing them, but don't, right? Those things help other people and we don't even know how many ways. So, right. And doesn't it, they don't have to actually be in this deep, dark crisis, right? Yeah. yeah. I right. mean, they're, they're, nothing negative is coming from being positive, right? That's right. There you go. So there you go. Add, don't take away. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I like it. Uh, there's, there's definitely more conversation there. I, I want to totally change directions. And I tried to do this earlier before you just mentioned that awesome perspective. Um, but I want to know if there's a book that you would refer people to either in that instance and what you went through or just in general, we have yeah. an audience that I think is very eclectic in terms of 
reading and what they're pursuing. And I know that's Chaz and I definitely. So is yeah. there a, is there a book? Is there something that you would throw out to people? Um, that's just a good read. In, in context of what we're discussing or something completely unrelated. It's up to you. Yep. I know you're well read. I know this. <laughs> uh, hmm. I would say the true believer. Okay. What's and the I will I will look up the uh, the author for you. Sure. Yeah. Give us uh, some so it, it talks it talks that. about mass movements and people's need for identity mm. and mm. if and people who follow along for <laughs> various reasons, either that be religious or political or in a familial setting, mm-hmm. why people yeah. um, follow. So the author is Eric Hoffer, and the book is called The True Believer, Thoughts on the Nature of Mass Movements. Ooh. That's got to add. That's got to be added to the book review list, Chaz. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm interested right now. And it, it was it, it, it was a it was written by a man who lived in the early 20th century. So he witnessed World War One, the Depression, World War Two, and much of the book focuses got, on yeah. uh, socialism, fascism, and the Nazi Party. Uh, but then he brings it to Stalin and communism. He brings it to other folks, religious movements, et cetera. And just what it takes to be a believer, why people try to find their identity, why they try to mm-hmm. join organizations. Yeah. Uh, the, the life cycle of organizations, uh, organizations or movements that fail, movements that succeed, um, and what individuals can do to facilitate that. There you go. No, it sounds like question. an amazing, amazing history approach perspective on society but on individuals right it's the collective but it's individuals because it's talking about those movements and those uh influencers and uh yeah outcomes and and would you say it also it it talks about kind of the human condition the human psyche and and why there are needs there or is that less less of it no it, it touches um on the human psyche and what the validation people seek through organizations gotcha. through movements, uh, people who are, if they're satisfied with the status quo, people who are not satisfied with the status quo and why they want to change the status quo, um, that can be for uh, financial motivation, personal fulfillment. Mm, they feel right. they're unheard. They feel their voice is unheard or they see some type of injustice. And when we see that today, I'm going to bring it to me to the current uh, topics at hand, you know, uh, a lot of race riots here, a lot of uh, in the United States, yeah. um, defund the police or a lot of uh, police on brutality, for example, period. a lot of movements, right? Yeah. A lot of movements, uh, political movements. We said we had a uh, presidential election, you know, the federal election system was the highest authority in the land was decided upon by, mm-hmm. by the masses. And so I think you can take this, book and the, the approaches it brings uh, to even our current day why people vote for this candidate yeah. versus this candidate why this movement's tied to this identity not that identity and the strength of weaknesses people use so it's fascinating and it makes you reflect why you belong to movements or don't why you believe what you believe 
Uh, are you the true believer? Are you there for the social reasons? What benefits do you derive from them? Uh, when you want to tap out of your movement, if you're part of a movement or organization. <laughs> nice. Right? Uh, anyway, it's fascinating kind of, book. It, it's on the list. I can tell you that. It's been a fascinating conversation. We're going to do it again. Um, really appreciate you setting some time there, Seabass. Thank you for spending time with us and joining the Extraordinary Millennial Gentleman podcast. If you like this video, please hit subscribe to get more future content. And give us a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. Leave some comments below. We'll see you soon.